guys, Brett Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Vegas 59 on Saturday, which is Tiago Santos versus Jamal Hill in the main event. I think we have 12 fights on the slate as of now. It's kind of a tough one, to be quite honest, but should still be a lot of fun fights. Big prizes up for DraftKings. Again, they announced last week another $1 million uh, fantasy MMA World Championship. So this sport is just growing like crazy. Um, really excited to get involved. And uh, as usual, I'm going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and another matchup that I really like on the slate. Before I get into those picks, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, and comment below. Uh, let's see who your favorite play is in the 8K range. We'll talk about a couple options across the board, but um, the 8K range, I think, is is somewhat sneaky this week and maybe what separates you from the field. So always interested to hear your guys' takes. Without further ado, let's move on to my cash game play of the week, which is going to be Terrence McKinney at 9.5K. All right, in cash games this week, I like Terrence McKinney at 9.5K. I just think he's the obvious target, though. This 9K range is pretty stacked with Jamal Hill at 9K, Alexichuk at 9.3K, but McKinney is kind of in a field of his own right now at 9.5K as a minus 1,000 favorite against Eric Gonzalez. And more importantly, McKinney is, last I checked, minus 350, minus 355 to win inside the distance, which is an insane line. I even see him minus 160 to win in round one. And that makes sense given McKinney's fighting history. He's a guy who's won 12 fights professionally. All 12 have come inside the distance. I think they've essentially all come in round one. Both of his UFC wins have come in round one, a knockout against Ravola, submission against Frez Yam, and most recently a loss against Drew Dober in round one, in which he still almost got that first round knockout. So McKinney's fighting an opponent in Eric Gonzalez, who's coming off a knockout loss to Jim Miller. Gonzalez isn't great, not a great striker, not a great grappler. So McKinney should be able to take him down, have success on the ground, or potentially just knock him out early in the fight. So I think a very realistic outcome for McKinney here is another first-round finish, another big score, an optimal lineup. And from a cash game perspective, yeah, you can pivot to Alexichuk or Hill, but I'm not passing up on a minus 1,000 favorite, minus 355 inside the distance, minus 160 in round one, when he's going to be popular in cash games. I think you just kind of lock and load it here. In tournaments, there is there is a case to be made to pivot away because McKinney will be very, very popular. Um wouldn't be surprised if he comes in more than 50% owned on this slate. And the thing is, he still has a tendency to collapse. When he's not winning quickly, he's generally losing quickly. I mean, he's he lost um, in round one to Drew Dober, basically just quit after a few minutes. He was finished on the Contender Series in round two. And there really is still no guarantee that this guy can fight a hard 15 minutes. And perhaps Gonzalez just isn't good enough to wear... Even if the fight gets extended, McKinney is still safe, can still land takedowns, and that's probably what's being factored into this betting line. From a tournament perspective, though, I think Gonzalez is pretty interesting. Um, at plus 600, obviously going to be extremely low-owned, will act as extreme leverage against McKinney. Not a fighter you need a lot of exposure to, but if you're saying to yourself, oh man, I, you know, I'm 8 out of 10 on McKinney, I'm, I'm you know, 75% across the board, like I'm so exposed 
I don't think getting a little bit of exposure to Gonzalez on the other side is the worst play because if McKinney busts, there's a good chance it comes because he gets very tired and loses again, as we've seen multiple times throughout his career. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's still a possibility. I'm going to have a lot of exposure to McKinney across the board. Um, Still a fantastic tournament option with that inside the distance line with his early finishing potential. And I think definitely the best cash game play on the slate as well. Next up for my tournament play of the week, I'm going to give out Sergey Spivak at 8.8K. And I just think Spivak has a lot of upside for this price tag. We've already mentioned McKinney. Electric's a good option. Hill's a good option. So people will be paying up to the 9K range when they can. Spivak is one of my favorite options in the 8K range. I think he has a grappling advantage over Augusto Sakai. Spivak is minus 250 to win, coming off a... Uh, pretty easy win against Greg Hardy in which he landed a few takedowns, pounded him out, won by first round TKO. And that's kind of Spivak's upside. Um, he's put up big scores and wins in the UFC. 114, 75 in a decision, 132, 101 in a decision, and 120. And he's fighting an opponent in Sakai who isn't great on the ground. Um, coming off three knockout losses in a row, actually, by Tuivasa, Rosenstroik, and then a, a ground-based stoppage against Alistair Overeem. That was in the fifth round, but got taken down a few times, didn't look great, um, has been taken down other times throughout his, his UFC and, and Contender Series career, 68% defensive wrestling rate. And yeah, maybe Spivak can keep the, sorry, maybe Sakai can keep this fight standing. Uh, prove he's a better boxer. He has some knockout potential. This is still the heavyweight division, and, and nothing's a guarantee at all. I'm far from considering Spivak a lock, but I think Spivak does have a grappling advantage. He lands takedowns pretty consistently, 3.29 per 15 minutes. He should look for them here. Sakai has shown weaknesses in the past, and so a victory for Spivak I think typically looks like takedowns, control, ground and pound, and a stoppage. And he's minus 120 to win inside the distance. That's very good for this price. 8.8K, I think there's a realistic outcome in which Spivak wins inside the distance, tops 100 points, and ends up optimal. And at this price tag, I'm definitely willing to take chances on him. He may be popular, but again, the 9K range is stacked. Great option when I can't pay up to the 9K range. When I can't pay up to McKinney um, or Alexia Chuck, Spivak is one of my favorite targets for his grappling upside, for his matchup uh, dynamic, and for the uh, ability for him to score points on the ground. So I definitely like Spivak at 8.8K in tournaments. All right, moving on to my salary play of the week. I'm going to mention Stephanie Ager at 8K. She is minus 140 to win against Myra Bueno Silva. So she is a mild value play, I would say, on this slate at 8K. Silva priced at 8.2K as the underdog, so not a mistake, but just the odds are trending in favor of Ager, and I think that's important. Ager coming off back-to-back stoppage wins on the ground, scored 109 and 104 points, and that could make her popular, but I think she has upside, at least in a victory. I'm not confident that Ager wins this fight. I'm just going to say that right off the bat because, you know, her, her beating Shauna Young doesn't really mean anything to me. Her submitting Jessica Rose Clark doesn't look as good in hindsight. And Bueno Silva is a good submission grappler, has won a couple times in the UFC by armbar from guard. And she's also probably a more effective striker than Ager. So I think Silva definitely can win this fight 
or even maybe win by submission. But the thing is, Silva, what she lacks most, I would say, is defensive wrestling. Um, been taken down by most of her opponents, by Jillian Robertson, by Moroz, by Mar Romero Barella, by Montana De La Rosa, by Fioro, by Wu Yanan. She just gets taken down by everyone, and she's, hap and she's happy to play a guard game, to throw up submissions from her back, and so she will lose rounds when that submission doesn't occur. And so Ager, as a judo specialist and a strong submission grappler her herself, is going to want to take this fight to the ground. Um, they may strike competitively for a while, but I, I think Silva's better and more aggressive and throws at a higher clip. So Ager's going to be the one to probably look to change up the pace, get the fight on the mat. I think she can do it. I'm not, I don't think it's a guarantee, but I do think Ager has takedown upside, control upside. And then once she's in top position, hey, maybe she can lock up another arm bar. Maybe she can land ground and pound. And for 8K, Bottom line is I'm willing to take chances at this price. I mean, I don't know that Ager is a, a lock for the optimal lineup, even in a win, but she is plus 350 inside the distance. That's all right. This slate is tough because I don't see a lot of underdogs winning. So it is possible that a fighter like Ager at 8K in a more mid-range base construction ends up optimal. Uh, at the very least, I think she's a decent target, decent secondary target, someone you should consider. Uh, for her grappling-based upside and her value at her price, and she is certainly on my radar um, among my favorite plays, 8K and below, and uh, she will be my salary play of the week. And finally, uh, another matchup that I would like to talk about is Josh Quinlan versus Jason Witt. Quinlan is minus 235, Witt plus 195. On DraftKings, Quinlan is 8.6K, Witt 7.6K. Quinlan is making his UFC debut here coming off a contender series win in 2021. Um, decent striker. He's got some power. He won quickly on the contender series with a very early knockout. And, you know, I think he has early knockout upside again against Jason Witt, who's fought in the UFC five times, and he's won twice. And the three times he did not win, he was brutally knocked out twice in the first round by Takashi Sato and Semmelsberger, and also most recently by Phil Rowe. He's just, Witt's just not a very effective striker and his durability is not good. And Quinlan will be boomer bust. I don't expect him to wrestle much. I don't expect insane volume. Um, so Quinlan will be dependent on a knockout, but I also think that knockout's very realistic. He's going to come after Witt. He'll probably have some success landing strikes. And Witt historically just cannot take damage. So Quinlan's minus 235 to win minus 155 inside the distance at 8.6k with early knockout upside that's a great tournament target you know it's the kind of fighter you, you pair with um the, these are the types of fighters spivak quinlan that if they come through that's where it, it helps Ager out kind of as a salary option where you don't have to spend up to mckinney or have to spend up to alexia chick maybe a bunch of these 8k range fighters went inside the distance and that's why i was also curious to hear who you guys like in this range quinlan i think is a great option um certainly bust potential as i've mentioned but good inside distance line dangerous striker and facing an opponent with very questionable durability so i really like quinlan for the upside potential in this spot and if he doesn't come through one option is is just because he loses the fight you know jason witt is more experienced 
fought five times in the UFC, has a win over Brian Barbarino, which is good, landed eight takedowns in that fight, and Quinlan is largely untested. I've seen him defend like a takedown before, and a, supposedly he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, but that's not enough for me to say for sure he would beat Wit over 15 minutes, where Quinlan has literally never won by decision. So um, Wit at 7.6K, look, I don't have much faith in him. I think he probably gets knocked out, but this is a cheap enough price tag where I would be willing to take chances where if Wit wins, it probably does come from grappling and he's put up big scores in victories, 108 and 105, and you're going to get leverage against Quinlan um, in a fight that's minus 250 to end inside the distance. Not confident in Wit, but again, at 7.6K, I still like this fight. I like his upside. Good matchup to target on DraftKings. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you again for the support. You can follow me on Twitter, Brett Appley, double T, double P, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. Best of luck this week. Stay safe. Take care. We'll talk to you all soon. Peace.